Today we're talking about pregnancy and baby-related topics and terms. Yeah, we decided we would do a fun little A to Z of pregnancy, some new words you might learn while you're pregnant. These are some words that we didn't know before we went through pregnancy and labour and uh, yeah. we thought it, it would just be fun to zip through them and zip, that Z. <laughs> zip through them and share them with you all yeah absolutely you're absolutely right and i think hopefully we don't frighten too many people away with some of these terms because <laughs> as we were sort of going through the list and doing a bit of research it sort of brought back a few memories yeah um but yeah you don't know what you don't know and hopefully yeah this will help you understand a few more of those pregnancy terms and words you're listening to the how to mum 101 podcast We're your hosts. I'm Karen. And I'm Felicity. So let's get into it. Let's do it. So under A, we've got, I put down abdominal separation. Yep. Um, because even though you know what your abs are, I wasn't aware that they can actually separate during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So that's just something to be aware of that your, your abdominals can actually separate because they can weaken and separate to obviously make room for the baby. Another one for A is active labor. So this is the, the part of labor where your cervix is dilating more and more. It's the progressing part of labor. Which means things are actually starting. And we also have amniotic fluid and amniotic sac under A. So the amniotic fluid <laughs> yes. is basically the fluid that's inside your stomach. And your the amniotic sac. Yeah, your amniotic sac, <laughs> which is where the baby sits inside yes. your stomach. B, we've got bloody show, which sounds pretty gross and pretty graphic. And it is. It is. <laughs> so the bloody show is um, something that might frighten you if you're not aware of it. So it's towards the end of your pregnancy. It's basically when your mucus and... So yeah, when your mucus plug falls away, sometimes there's a bit of blood in it. So they call yeah. it the bloody show. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it means that the, the pregnancy is towards the end. Braxton Hicks, you probably have heard of that one, but it's just basically the term for a contraction-like feeling. And they can start really early on in the pregnancy. Just tight. Some people call them tightenings as well. So for C, we had cord clamping, which is when they clamp the cord that can the umbilical cord which connects the baby and the placenta they clamp it in two places before they cut it in the middle and then associated with that you've also got the delayed cord clamping which is when they allow the cord to stop pulsing before they do the clamping and another one which i've put down is carpal tunnel so that's a, a symptom that you may feel during your pregnancy which is to do with the carpal tunnel which is in your wrist and that's basically just because of the amount of blood that's flowing through your body when you're pregnant is doubled so it's basically to do with fluid retention and it can be quite painful and cut off some sensation and feeling to your hand so it's called carpal tunnel which i didn't realize you could get during pregnancy as well yeah another one we've got is contractions uh you probably would have realized that you were going to get contractions <laughs> at some point so that's again it's a kind of tightening like braxton hicks but these are the progressive tightenings that advance your advance your labor and can be more painful they are more painful <laughs> and on to D, we've got doula. So a doula is a non-medical labor assistant, not a midwife and it's not an obstetrician, but it's someone that provides sort of all different types of support, emotional, physical um, for the birthing woman and their partner throughout the pregnancy. Sounds nice. Yes, uh, I wish I had one. <laughs> then we've got Doppler. What's a Doppler again? A Doppler's a type of um, ultrasound. Right. Yeah, so you can get handheld Dopplers oh, yeah. as well. So some people go and buy them and like to do them at home. But yeah, Doppler is a different type of ultrasound essentially. Yeah, yes, those little ones that they yeah. used to have the... Um they just hear the heartbeat yeah. on it. And then we have due date, which is the calculated date, usually from your last menstrual period. Uh, they count forward 40 weeks and then that's your due date. 
And then we have dilation, the opening of the cervix. the cervix to help that little baby get out. So you might hear when people talk about dilated, how many centimetres dilated are you? So I think the optimum to get to is 10. Yeah. Then E, we have episiotomy, uh, which is one of, the, one of the ones that we thought was a little bit scary. But actually, this is where they, they make an incision in the perineum and the posterior vaginal wall. I'm reading this. <laughs> To help open up to to make space for the baby to avoid things like tears, so it, it's yeah. it would it's a better option to tearing in, yeah. in many cases. Epidural is also under E, so an epidural just relates to the anaesthetic that you might be um, might be made available to you during the pregnancy. So it is a needle that goes into the back, which helps numb basically take away some of the feeling. Yep, during yeah. during labour, labour, birth. Yep. Oh dear. Then for F, we have false labour. False labour, probably Braxton Hicks a lot of times but uh, it's when you, you get some contractions and it seems like you're going into labour and then it just di- dies out. <laughs> and it's a is bit that of an, what it is? I think so. And it's a bit of an anticlimax because yeah. I think towards the end people are really thinking they're getting getting to it, so they're probably yeah. looking for it to happen as well. Yeah. Um, under F we also have folic acid. It's an important nutrient that you need to, for healthy development of the baby yes. uh, and you, you would be getting it through your normal food intake but most um, care practitioners advise that you um, take some. a supplement as well yeah. which is what's in the um, what's that one? Yeah, I know Start that one. taking Elevate. Elevate. <laughs> we should have had that under E. Okay um, we also have F for forceps so forceps is something that might be used to assist with removing the baby if you're struggling towards the end of um, the labour so the forceps are essentially like a big set of tongs <laughs> <laughs> get put on the baby's head to help assist the baby um, being released. Then we have fundal height. So this is a, a measurement that might be taken during your uh, normal routine pregnancy checkups. It's a measurement that they take from the pubic bone up to to the top of where the baby is sitting. That measurement, they only do it after a certain number of weeks and they say that the number of centimetres should roughly align with the, the number of weeks you are pregnant and it's just a rough way of getting the size of the baby to see if it's ahead or behind. We also, well, there's a lot under F, we've also got fraternal twins. This relates to obviously the two babies. So fraternal is when you have two sperm and two eggs, usually unidentical twins as yep. opposed to paternal, which are identical twins. And then we also had fetal monitoring there so towards the end of your pregnancy and often during labor you will be hooked up for fetal monitoring which means you have two monitors that sit on top of your belly and one measures your contractions and the other one measures the baby's heart rate the next one is G. We have gestational diabetes. So there is a test for this at 28 weeks or for some people who have a higher risk that might have a test earlier, um, which is involves drinking a sugary drink and having your blood bloods taken over a course of a couple of hours. So this is just a different type of diabetes that can occur to some women only when they're pregnant. So they'll be non-diabetic before and after they're pregnant and the gestational diabetes only occurs while they're pregnant. It's important to, to treat that correctly while you're pregnant. Very good. And we also have under G, I've got gingivitis. So, so many fun things happen when you're pregnant, but um, due to hormonal changes during pregnancy, they can make your gums more vulnerable and more susceptible to bleeding, So, um, which is known as gingivitis. So you might have to be a bit more careful when brushing your teeth, when flossing, things like that. 
they can get quite swollen and quite sore. Again, it's sort of down to the extra blood yeah. um, blood flow through your body. Okay. And last one for G is group B strep. So again, this is another test that you'll have later on in pregnancy to test for a type of bacteria that can be present. And again, not nothing to worry about. It's just something that they need to treat. Okay. On to H, hypnobirthing, a relatively new term. I think it's been around for probably a bit longer than, than we expect. But yeah, hypnobirthing is just basically um, a birthing method that relates to relaxing techniques, um, a relaxation techniques that women help women feel more physically, mentally and spiritually prepared for the birth. And it's to try and have the right mindset going into the birth and to try and alleviate fear and anxiety that are associated with giving birth. I, I is for induction. Induction is probably a complicated topic. An induction might be medically necessary or it might be a choice that happens to to make your body go into labor before it spontaneously goes into labor. Yeah, so it's, it's an artificial process to, yes. to assist with um, the labor. Next we have J, which is jaundice. So jaundice is quite common in newborn babies. It's when the baby starts looking a little bit yellow, their skin looks a bit yellow, and it's just essentially to do with the number of red blood cells in the baby's blood. Normally it will peter out by itself in a couple of days, but sometimes you might see the babies get put under the the lights, the UV lights, just to help um, flush that through. K, we have Kegel. So Kegel exercises are exercises that strengthen the pelvic floor muscles, which support some of your organs, like your uterus, bladder, and small intestine. And it's important to do those to uh, maintain strength in your pelvic floor because during pregnancy and birth, those things all get worked out extensively. (laughs) So they need to be strong. (laughs) Absolutely. Before, during, and after. Yes. And we also have kick counting under K. So this just relates to um, being able to sort of keep track of baby's movements and baby's kicks while baby is still inside. It's a practice that some women do to keep a track of how much movement is going on with the baby and whether it's normal for them. A couple under L, we've got linear nigra. That just relates to the line on your stomach, um, usually either from your belly button down or your belly button up, or you can have it the whole way. So I think it is just basically, yeah, the black line essentially gets quite dark during pregnancy. Then also under L, we've We've got Lanugo now. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. This now. is definitely one I didn't know before. What is it again? I've forgotten. It's the hair that covers oh. the body of newborn. So some babies come out and they've almost got like a really soft fur all over them. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it would normally disappear, I guess, the older they get. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just the name that's given to that. And then we also had listeria under L. So listeria is a bacteria and it can infect people and just give you a nasty, um, I think it's like a gastro type mm. thing. So obviously that's not specific to pregnancy, but during pregnancy, we take extra care not to become infected with that because it can ha- have awful effect the fetus. So that's that's some of the reason that you are needing to avoid all those yummy foods that you need to avoid. And then we move into M, we've got meconium. So this was one I definitely hadn't have heard before. So that is the, it's like a thick green tar-like substance that lines the baby's intestines during pregnancy. Pregnancy. It's that first, most people will associate it with the first poo that the baby does. And it's usually, yeah, like I mentioned, pretty thick green sort of tar-like. If you're not aware of it or no, you, don't, you haven't been told about it and the baby does the first mm-hmm. poo, you could probably freak out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it comes out after the baby has been born, but sometimes the baby can do the poo while they're still inside and that can be a little bit harmful. So um, things might speed up um, with your medical, pr- medical practitioners if that happens. And then we also had mucus plug under M. I think we mentioned this earlier with Ugh. the bloody bloody show but we the did. <laughs> Sorry, this is a bit gross. So the mucus plug is... Oh, I'm not even going to describe it, but it sits in your cervix and um, 
it's it fills away yeah. as your cervix starts to open in preparation for birth. Yeah, that's a very nice way of putting it. And then we go move into N. So under N, we've got nuchal fold. So the nuchal fold is a normal fold of skin at the back of the fetal neck. So you'll probably hear about this because it's um, uh, they, they do a scan to check the thickness of the nuchal fold, which helps detect any chromosomal defects. Then we've got O. O is for oxytocin. Oxytocin stimulates powerful contractions that help to thin and open and dilate the cervix. It's a natural hormone, but it's often used during induction or to help uh, progress a stalled labor. And in that case, they call it syndrome sometimes that's just the synthetic form okay p we've got a lot for p so strap yourself in <laughs> uh p we've got placenta um also sometimes known as the afterbirth so pretty important in um helping keep the baby nourished during pregnancy so it's pretty much what feeds food from you to the baby isn't it through yep. the umbilical cord nutrients oxygen all that yep. good stuff keeps the baby alive and then obviously after the baby comes out the placenta needs to come out as well mm. then also under p we had progesterone so that is another hormone that changes Changes in levels when you're pregnant. Uh, we've also got pre-labor, so just another one of the terms for the process of labor. So there's many different stages of labor. So pre-labor, I think, happens before we get into active labor, which we've already spoken about. Could possibly also link in with false labor. It's it's just some tightenings that happen before you actually get into full-blown labor. We've also got P for pushing, mm. pretty self-explanatory. But then we've got percentile. So this is. Um, a normal word that occurs outside of pregnancy of course but it's something that you might first become aware of when you're pregnant because when they do ultrasounds and measurements and things like that they might tell you that you're in the or your baby's in the 50th percentile or the 10th percentile and that just means it's a, it's a, it's to help you gauge how large or small they are in comparison to average and then we have p for paternal so we spoke about this before with fraternal so paternal is another word for identical twins so it's one sperm one egg um so so those babies yeah different to fraternal they will look the same then we move into q for quickening so quickening is basically the feeling of your baby moving so it's what you start the, those first little flutters that yeah. you start to get because they're a bit smaller so it does sort of just feel like maybe you've got a little bit of gas or oh yeah or well, you're not quite sure you're not quite sure yeah. pre-kick um, yeah pre-kicking when they're a bit smaller and they've still got plenty of room in there quite impressed we got from one for q actually that's good yeah i know same <laughs> Then R. R is for reflux. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't really get reflux, but it's just one of those... You did, I know. It's one of those... <laughs> pregnancy symptoms that will rear its head for you and uh, make you a bit uncomfortable yeah definitely and we also had relaxin another hormone so this is one i hadn't heard of before and and exactly as it sounds um it basically just helps to loosen up um all of your ligaments and in preparation for childbirth so it helps yeah soften your pelvis and helping the widening of your cervix then we've got s s is for sciatica sciatica is um relates to the pain that you get in your lower back so it's okay. really just to do with the pressure of the baby the baby being a bit bigger yeah. and just you know your body making room um or, and also particularly towards the end when the relaxant starts to do what it's supposed to and everything starts to loosen up you can get some pain in your sciatica and your back it's just to do with the extra mm. um, load on your body essentially yeah. yeah then also in s we've got spinal block so a spinal block is another type of anesthetic that you can get similar to an epidural but it's just slightly different in that it works a bit faster and the needles are different goes into a different part of your back yep um stretch and sweep yes um i'm gonna let you do this one <laughs> 
it's not an induction, but it's um, something that they can do to help labor come on uh, spontaneously, uh, where they will try and manually open up the cervix and separate the membranes from the uterine wall to make your body think that things need to move along a bit quicker now. So mm. it can help to bring labor on quicker. Yeah. I'm glad I never had to have one of those. <laughs> and But on a nicer way to finish S is skin to skin. So that's that first contact with your baby. So literally, as it sounds, putting your baby's skin on your skin and having that, that touch, which is something that you definitely want to do as soon as the baby comes out. Not just yourself, but your husband as well. Yep, helps build a connection and the bond. Then we move into T. So T, we've got trimester. So um, if you don't know, there are three trimesters or sometimes known as four trimesters, Mm. which is um, after the baby comes out. But yeah, three trimesters. So the sort of three, three month blocks essentially while the baby is in there. Yep. And then we also had term, which is uh, when you get to the end of your trimesters, that's that's when you're full term um, or you're at term, they might say, full term of pregnancy. We also have transition labor lots of different stages of labor in case you hadn't worked it out (laughs) yeah so transition is where they where you transition from the first stage of active labor into the second stage of pushing and it's when you are sort of nine ten centimeters and it can things can get pretty uh hectic at that point umbilical cord so we've kind of referred to this as well but the umbilical cord is the tube that connects your baby to you during pregnancy and it acts as a vital uh, way to get food oxygen um but it also carries waste back out as well so it does okay. sort of in goes both ways goes both ways yep <laughs> then we got v v for vontus so vontus is a contraption that might be used during labor if the pushing is not very effective or not getting the baby out in time and the medical staff feel that the baby needs to come out quicker they may consider using a vontus which is like a cup that suctions onto the baby's head and helps to pull the baby out while you're pushing um vontus mm. is the french word for suction and we also had vernix so vernix is the waxy white substance that is sometimes found coating the baby's skin if you ever see um, a baby being born on tv you normally notice they've got the white stuff all over them and that's just basically to help protect the skin during pregnancy w is for womb probably heard the word before but you may not know that womb is just another word for uterus yep absolutely and obviously where the baby grows yeah then we have water birth so a different type of birth that you might discuss with your medical practitioner so that just involves as it sounds giving birth in the water and then we had waters breaking which is also a state of something that happens during labor can often indicate the beginning of labor and it's also something that might be done manually as part of an induction so they'll break they actually break the membrane and the waters then come out but not everybody's waters break as well which was one of those things that you sort of you can't well you can in some rare cases get the baby even born in the amniotic sac yes there's a name for it that i can't think of now i can't think of that too but it's quite fascinating if you actually google and find pictures pictures of the baby still in their sac absolutely amazing all right we're always through them so x we have come up with x chromosome <laughs> so really scratching the pretty bottom. impressed with that actually <laughs> pretty impressed with x <laughs> Um, we can also use uh, Y as well. So X chromosome is one of the two sex chromosomes. Humans and most mammals have two sex chromosomes, an X and a Y, but females have two X chromosomes in their cells and males have an X and a Y. So there you go, the X chromosome. And that 
That's one of the things when they do the harmony test, they test for chromosomes, so that's how they can tell you the gender is because if there's any Y chromosomes hanging about, then they know that it must be a boy. Why? Why is for yolk sac? <laughs> Look, we're not going to labour over this one too much, guys, but um, the yolk sac is um, if you ever do an early scan during pregnancy, you might see a blip on the ultrasound, but there might not be a heartbeat, and that's because the yolk sac is formed, which the baby will start to grow in, um, but it's normally only present for, I think, up until maybe the first 12 weeks don't quote us on this um but then the yolk sac will start to fall away once the placenta starts to do what it needs to and then for Z, we had zygote so it's just (laughs) just because we needed a Z. uh so zygote is actually the cell that forms when a sperm and an egg come together and the paternal twins that you were talking about earlier the zygote would be what splits into two to make yes yeah. The two twins. So the zygote is what it is before it's an embryo, before it becomes a fetus. Right. So that's the different yes. stages of, I yes. guess, the so baby's So zygote well. is only one cell, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the coming together of the cell and the, the sperm and the egg. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully you're not too frightened or afraid or we haven't scared you off from some of that stuff. Hopefully that was a bit of fun for you. And hope you learned something. 